Welcome to Storytime with Jayashri. Let's continue Suf by Sarah Weeks. Chapter 3, More Than a Bell Loves to Ring, Part 2. When we were finished, Dr. Harris invited my mother to join us in his office. How did it go? She asked, perching on the edge of the couch, her hands fluttering in her lap like a couple of nervous little birds. Aurora is clearly very bright, Dr. Harris told my mother. She's articulate and has a delightful sense of humor. But like many only children, I gather she's more comfortable around adults than children. Do you think you can help her? My mother asked. Help me with what? I objected. I'm only six and I've beaten my chutes and ladders twice. Dr. Harris laughed. Therapy can be a long and involved process, Mrs. Franklin, he told my mother. Aurora definitely marches to her own drum, but she seems quite happy to me. I'd be happier if Duck was here, I said, except he might scooch his butt onto your rug. Aurora's teacher feels she tends to isolate from her peers, my mother explained, and she has a number of unusual habits. Yes, I noticed the tapping, said Dr. Harris. Repetitive behaviors are a common response to stress. I was getting bored with the conversation. Can I color in your O's? I asked, pointing to a pile of magazines sitting on the corner of Dr. Harris's desk. He looked confused. My what? My mother opened her purse and took out a ballpoint pen. Would you mind? She asked reaching for a copy of Psychology Today, sitting on the top of the pile. It might help keep her occupied while we finish talking. I lay down on the rug and got to work, filling in the three glossy O's on the cover. While my mother finally mustered up the courage to ask a question that had been keeping her awake at night. I used to work at a place in Liberty called Hilltop Home. Maybe you've heard of it. She began. We saw a lot of autism and Asperger's, so I'm familiar with the signs. I've often wondered. I mean, as we discussed on the phone, Rora had significant development mental delays, and she exhibits other telltale behaviors. Do you think it's possible she might be on the spectrum? Dr. Harris said. No, I don't. How can you be sure? My mother asked. Her voice sounded shaky, as if she might be about to cry. Her interaction with me was completely appropriate, Mrs. Franklin. She was engaged, made eye contact, had inflection in her voice. If it's not ASD, then what is it? My mother said. OCD, ADD, it has to be something. I looked up from my coloring. Are you mad, Mom? I asked, because you sound mad. No, sweetie, I'm not mad, just frustrated. She turned back to Dr. Harris. I want the very best from my daughter. Early intervention is key. You realize that without a diagnosis, she'll get no services whatsoever. People are in such a hurry these days to pin a label on anyone who doesn't quite fit the mold. He responded, not everything has a name. I do, I said. 
Putting the finishing touches on a nice round O, I found in an advertisement for some pills. Aurora. My mother took me to see two more psychologists, plus an occupational therapist, all of whom came to the same conclusion. I was quirky, but not on the spectrum. I was also getting very good at playing shoots and ladders. Enough is enough, my father said when he saw the bills. No more testing, no more shrinks. She's who she is, Rube. Let it be. I had always been the center of my mother's attention. We were extremely close. She loved me with all her heart, and I was anxious to please her. If it meant trying to make friends with someone who'd made it clear from the minute we met that she didn't like me. The reason I had bitten Lindsay Toffel way back when we were in kindergarten was because she told me I couldn't sit next to her on the rug because I was ugly. Now, I was filled with hope as I hurried across the playground, clutching Lindsay's silver charm tightly in my hand. Lindsay and her friends were playing four square with a rubber ball in a chalked box, slicing the air with their palms to make the ball spin. If my plan worked, I could be bouncing that very same ball back and forth myself. What do you want? Lindsay asked when she noticed me standing there watching her. Suddenly, I felt nervous. I just wanted to... I thought m- maybe you... I stammered. Maybe I what? Lindsay asked, slapping the ball so hard it bounced outside the line. No fair. I get a do-over. Aurora was distracting me. Lindsay, I said, stepping forward. What do you want? She snapped, spinning around on her heel to face me. Can't you see I'm busy? I thought you'd like to know. I mean, I wanted to tell you that. Tell me what? That you're a freak? She said. Then she crossed her eyes and tapped her nose with her finger three times. The nasty look on her face reminded me of that ugly old bullhead. Only the whispers were missing. Lindsay's friends had stopped playing and were watching us now, whispering to each other behind their hands and laughing. A small crowd began to gather. Like most bullies, Lindsay Toffel loved an audience. Hey, Aurora Franklin, she shouted at me. Why don't you show the whole world your flowered undies again? I knew I should walk away, but I couldn't move. It was as if my feet had grown roots. I wanted to tell Lindsay that A, thanks to her, I didn't wear flowered underwears anymore, and B, I hadn't meant for anyone to see them. We'd been in second grade when it happened. I'd been fooling around on the monkey bars by myself during recess one day. After hooking my knees over one of the bars, I let go with my hands, forgetting that I had on a dress. The next thing I knew, my dress was around my ears, and Lindsay Toffel was laughing her head off, telling everyone to come look at my underwear. Later that day, when I got home from school, I told my mother I needed some new underwear. I bought you three pairs last week, she said. Yellow with pink roses. They're in your top drawer, sweetie. From now on, I only want white, I told her, and hurried off to my room before she could ask me why. Earth to Aurora, do you have something to say to me or not? Lindsay asked now. 
her eyes gleaming the way Thurman Hill's sea glass eyes must have looked the day Heidi showed up at Hilltop Home, asking him a million questions he didn't want to answer. I wanted to tell her that just because a person acts a little different or accidentally showed their underwear on the playground once doesn't mean they don't have feelings like everyone else. How would she feel if nobody ever wanted to play with her or sit next to her at lunch or had ever picked her even once to work with them on a school project? There were a lot of things I wanted to say, but the words got stuck in my throat, piling up until I felt as though I'd swallowed a mouthful of rocks. Well, said Lindsay, it was obvious this wasn't going to be my Wrigley's moment. Lindsay, Toffo, and I were not going to be friends. Ever. Never mind, I said, slipping the silver bell into my pocket and walking away. Thank you for listening. Bye, until next chapter.